Hello, and welcome to episode 35 of The Modern Manager. I'm your host, Mamie Canfor-Stewart. First up, a thank you to everyone who has left a review on iTunes. The Modern Manager just passed 50 reviews, and that actually makes a huge difference in helping other people find the show and know that it's worth listening to. So thank you to everyone who has left a review, who has shared the show with a colleague or a friend, or in any other way helped to spread the word about this podcast. I am so appreciative. Second, a warm welcome to Robert H. and Dana O. to the Modern Manager community on Patreon. I hope you found the guest bonuses and episode guides useful. If you haven't yet joined, stay tuned at the end for more information on the benefits of becoming a part of the Modern Manager community on Patreon. Now, today's episode is on evaluation. I need to thank my sister Marcella for introducing me to this framework. I only recently learned about it, and as soon as she explained it to me, I knew I needed to do an episode on it. It's a framework that you may have been doing implicitly, like I've been, but when it gets laid out like I'm about to do, it opens a whole new way of thinking about evaluation, or at least it did for me. So let's get to it. You're listening to The Modern Manager, a podcast dedicated to helping you be a rock star boss with a thriving team. Whether you're looking to upgrade your meetings, cultivate your team, or grow as a leader, this podcast is for you. Now here's your host, Mamie Canfor-Stewart. There are a number of different ways to think about evaluating the success of your work. This is different from evaluating individuals or team performance, although there is some overlap. I found that I don't often enough pause to reflect on or evaluate the success of the work itself. There is so much to do that I just do the work and keep going. Some teams are better at this than others. They have regular evaluation meetings, which go by various names, retrospectives, postmortems, or action after reviews, or plus deltas. All of these refer to meetings that happen when a project or process is complete and it's time for evaluation. But in my experience, these don't happen frequently or regularly enough. When we don't reflect on the success of the work, we miss out on those opportunities to improve our strategies, tactics, and processes. We may make suboptimal choices about how to invest our resources simply because we never stop to ask if the initial choice we made is still the right one. Now, before you start scheduling a bunch of evaluation meetings, consider this framework for what it is you're actually evaluating. There are four ways to evaluate the work. Each asks different questions and services different insights. They're often used in combination, but you don't necessarily need to ask all of them every time. As always, there is an episode guide available on Patreon to members of the Modern Manager community. This guide lays out key questions to ask for each of the different approaches and has other support to help you implement them. Okay, let's get into it. The four approaches are, number one, measuring accountability. Did we do what we said we'd do? Number two, measuring impact. Did we move the needle? Did the result of our work make a difference? Number three, measuring learning. What did we learn by doing this? And number four, measuring the cost benefit. Was the investment we made worth the return? I'll use two examples throughout the episode to help make these four approaches feel more real. The first example will be holding a conference, and the second is launching a new social media initiative. First up, measuring accountability. This is probably the simplest of them all because it's pretty straightforward. Did the team do what it is that you set out to do? Now, obviously, in order to measure accountability, you have to have some sort of written goal statement or project plan to evaluate against. 
but assuming that you've got that, the questions you ask might go something like this. Did we execute the project activities on time, and if not, why? Did we stay on budget, and if not, why? Did we accomplish all the work that was in scope, and if not, why? Imagine the conference scenario. The goal may have been to execute a two-day conference on, say, June 2nd and 3rd. Maybe you had some measures of success, like at least 1,000 participants, three brand-name keynote speakers, you're going to live stream all the sessions, and the event breaks even between sponsorships and registration fees. You could definitely get into the nitty-gritty of each of those specific measures and the full work plan and ask if the team accomplished all the tasks. But even just staying at this 30,000-foot view, you can assess. Did we get at least 1,000 people to attend? Did we live stream all the sessions? It's not necessarily a judgment of good or bad as to whether you did what you initially said. Things change. Maybe partway through the planning, you realize the cost and complexity of live streaming all the sessions was just going to be too much. So you decide to only live stream the keynotes in order to stay on budget. This first accountability question is the time to recap what actually happened in context of what you wanted to happen or agreed to. And if things didn't go as planned, why not? Was it an intentional choice, or did you hit an unexpected roadblock, or was there a breakdown in your internal processes or something else entirely? This will give everyone a shared understanding of the work and start to identify opportunities for learning and improvement. Next up is measuring impact. This is the so what of all the work that was done. Did all the resources that you put into the work result in moving the needle in some particular outcome? You may have identified the outcome ahead of time, but sometimes we overlook that step and focus too much on the tactical goal. For example, with a social media campaign, the goal may be to launch two new campaigns to support our new product launch. But the result or the impact we're looking for is bigger than that. Are we intending to increase our followers? Do we want to drive potential customers to the sales page? Do we want to convert new customers from social? The questions to ask when you're measuring impact sound something like this. What's the result of all the work that we accomplished? What impact did the work achieve? If there was an outcome initially set, did we achieve the outcome we expected? Did we achieve any other outcomes? Again, thinking about that social media campaign, maybe we hit all of our accountability goals, but they didn't actually make a difference in the outcome of the new product launch. We didn't see a higher level of clicks from social to our website than normal, but maybe we did have an increase in followers or shares, which wasn't what we were aiming for. Measuring impact can be challenging for some initiatives. Going back to our conference example, maybe one impact is that participants feel more connected to the community or that they share their learnings with their colleagues when they return to work and therefore more deeply incorporate the new practices in their workplace. Sometimes you can't measure these things right away and sometimes you need to survey people or collect anecdotal evidence or have follow-up conversations or even measure activities in other areas and see if they can be a proxy. For example, measuring the activity in the Facebook group to see if there's increased participation post-conference. Sometimes a proxy is the best you can do. It's not ideal, but it'll give you a general idea. The third approach is to measure learnings. What knowledge, insights, or experience did you gain by doing this work? This one can be a bit fuzzy, but it's also one of the most important. At the end of the day, why else do an evaluation other than to see what you learned and decide how to do better going forward? When evaluating for learnings, ideally you'll measure at the strategic, tactical, process, and resource levels. So the questions you might ask could be, given what we know now, what do we wish we knew before we started? Or what might we do differently if we did a similar project again? 
What surprised you, either in a good or disappointing way? What worked really well and why? And what didn't work so well and why not? If you're doing this reflection in the middle of a project, you might also ask, what should we start, stop, and continue doing? If we use the conference example again, thinking from a strategic standpoint, you might ask if the overall structure of the conference worked well, if having a thousand people was too few, too many, or just right. From a tactical perspective, let's say you used volunteers to help manage registration and guide people between sessions. How did that work out? Was the training adequate? Was it hard to acquire enough volunteers? From a process perspective, how did your internal ways of working pan out? Did you stay aligned? Did you have productive meetings? Did you have too many meetings or not enough? Did you have good communication practices and other norms? And from a resource perspective, did you have good software to support your internal collaboration? What about the vendors you used? Would you use them again? And what did you learn about how to work effectively with them? Surfacing what didn't work or what not to do is just as valuable as figuring out what worked and what to continue to do. Learnings are also about insights. What new information, what did you figure out that you could have only learned by doing this thing? It's not always easy to find these insights, but it's important to at least look for them. Lastly, the final form of evaluation is from a cost-benefit perspective. Was everything you did, what you accomplished, the impact of the work, and what you learned worth the investment in dollars, energy, and opportunity cost? Sometimes we do things or really keep doing things without considering whether they're really worth doing. Reflecting on the cost-benefit of the work helps us figure out whether we should do the same or similar work going forward. Just because something was successful and that it made an impact doesn't necessarily mean we should do it again. We all have limited resources, so how you choose to spend them as a team is really important. So with that social media campaign example, we had said it didn't convert into an increase in customers, but it did result in good growth of our followers. So what do we do with that? Should we try again when we have our next product launch campaign and see if this one was just a fluke? Or is it not worth the effort and money just to get followers? Maybe we even have better ways to get followers. Or maybe next time we want to experiment with a different type of social promotion to drive towards sales. One ingredient into making this decision is what the costs or efforts were in order to get those followers. Same with the conference. Maybe it was wildly successful in many ways, but took a huge toll on the staff, keeping them from getting other work done and causing a lot of internal stress. As you evaluate whether to do another conference, you have to take into account what you won't or can't do if you go that route. Even with all the changes based on the learnings, it may not be the best or only way to get to the outcome you desire. I'll give you one brief example where I evaluated my own work from all of these different perspectives, and that's looking at this podcast. When I started, I said I wanted to release one episode every Tuesday, except for major holidays, along with blog articles, for six months. My hope was that I'd increase my exposure and grow an audience of thoughtful managers who are committed to building thriving teams in which they and their colleagues flourish. I also hope to attract new clients and open doors to some new speaking opportunities. So it's been a little over six months, and how did it go? Well, I've released an episode every week except for the 4th of July and during Christmas time. I stopped doing blog articles for a few weeks because I wasn't sure it was worth the extra effort, but then after hearing from a few people who said they missed them, I started it up again. From a cost-benefit perspective, I did have to find another solution to help me with the articles because I just couldn't spend that much time writing them every week. 
As for the impact, the audience is definitely growing, thanks in large part to all of you who listen on a regular basis and who are sharing this podcast and the blog articles with your colleagues and friends. I have gotten a few clients, but I have room to take on a few more, so if you're interested, let me know. I haven't yet gotten any new speaking opportunities, so that's something I need to decide whether I should try a new approach for or to just let it go. In terms of learnings, I have had a lot. I've learned that it takes quite a few hours each week to produce the content and then make it available, a lot longer than I'd initially anticipated. And even though I'm getting faster and I found ways to streamline the work and outsource parts of it, it's still more than I'd like it to be. I've also learned that getting a podcast sponsor is really hard. And after trying a few times, I decided it's not worth it. And not only that, it's also not worth interrupting the content for a sponsor. In other cost-benefit learnings, This is a bit of a sneak preview, but I'm thinking about changing the rhythm of my solo podcast to guest podcast after my one-year anniversary. Right now, I alternate solo and guest episodes every other week, but in order to make more room for client work and producing other non-podcast related content, I've decided to switch to a three-to-one ratio, meaning three guest episodes and then one solo episode. So if you're hearing this and you're highly disappointed, let me know. I'm not making the changes until May, so I welcome your thoughts on whether you like this idea or you prefer that I keep alternating every other week like I do now. So to bring this all back together, consider adding an evaluation meeting to your team's work. Call it whatever feels comfortable, an after-action review, a plus delta, a retro, and spend some time reflecting as individuals and as a group on those four areas of measurement. Number one, accountability. Did we do what we said we'd do? Number two, Impact. Did we move the needle? Did the result of our work make a difference? Number three, learning. What did we learn by doing this? And number four, cost-benefit. Was the investment we made worth the return? To get the guide to this episode to help you evaluate your work more effectively, go to patreon.com slash modernmanager. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash modernmanager. And when you join, you'll also get access to all the previous episode guides and guest bonuses. If you've subscribed to my newsletter, you will have the mini guide for this episode in your inbox. And if you have not yet subscribed, you can get the mini guide for free at mamieks.com slash mini guides. That's mini guides with an S. These links are in the show notes too, of course. And as always, I welcome feedback, suggestions for content and guests. I love to hear how you're putting the learnings to work to grow yourself and strengthen your team. So please reach out to me. My email is mamie at mamieks.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Meetings are one of the most critical components of healthy collaboration, and teams are at the heart of how we work. Meteor helps you use your time in meetings productively, build healthy relationships with your colleagues, and move work forward. To learn how we do it, visit Meteor.com. That's M-E-E-T-E-O-R.com. You've been listening to The Modern Manager. You're already becoming a rock star boss of a thriving team. I can tell. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player and join the mailing list at MamieKS.com slash podcast. That's M-A-M-I-E-K-S dot com slash podcast to get show notes and other special content delivered directly to your inbox. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.